thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. So tell us, what is one thing you could do in your life today that could increase your memory and concentration, decrease the signs of depression and anxiety, increase optimism and positive emotions, improve self-esteem, improve feelings of happiness and well-being, improve sleep? And I think if you had a look at the topic headline today, you know it's meditation. Welcome to Wellness Room Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And today we are going to talk about a topic that's often misunderstood, has a lot of, uh, I guess, rejection from people who say, oh, I don't, don't have time or I can't or it's too hard, and to explore some of the possibilities and the benefits that come from learning the art of mindfulness and meditation. And this is something that we've given as homework for you for so many, so many weeks. And we thought it's about time we really tell you why, give you a bit of the science behind it and why it's so beneficial, but also talk about the physical benefits, not only the mental, emotional benefits, but the physical benefits that you can experience if you, you know, take up a a daily meditation practice. Absolutely phenomenal uh, in the sense the possibilities of meditation yeah. could take you. If you read some of the studies I've got in front of me right now, it would blow your brain literally. Like <laughs> um, the fact that it can actually increase the mass in your brain of uh, functioning cells is just remarkable. So we are excited about this because. I know I'm a bad meditator. <laughs> I'll say that right now. I've certainly tried many types of meditation in my life so far, and I can't tell you that there's any one type that I'm going to stand by to say, that's it, that's the, the golden standard we're looking for, that's what's going to help. Because I know certainly um, when I was younger, the concept of meditation was actually pretty jolly boring. I couldn't fathom the idea that I'd have to sit there and think and hear my own thoughts and that scared me because um, my, my head in my voice in my head doesn't stop going round and round and round like, a bit like my mouth right now it goes over and over and over but for a lot of people it's the same problem and how many ladies are listening right now have you had this problem where you've tried to do something mindfully or in a state of meditation and all you've heard is the, just the jibber jabber chatter 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 of that internal voice that just won't stop and I think that's why it's so off-putting for so many people is that I could never shut my brain off. That's impossible. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be about that. Uh, you ask some of the most experienced monks who meditate for many, many hours a day and their life is devoted to this practice. And they will attest to the fact that sometimes it's not about silencing the mind, but it's about creating space between that and just some stillness. And what I mean by that is that, and the best uh, best analogy I've had of this is, or the best metaphor I've had of this, I should say, when, um, uh, imagine you're sitting at, at a train, um, railway lines, and there's, you're stopped in your car, and there's a train going past you, and there's, you know, 20-something carriages, and you can either sit there and count the carriages and look at the advertising or the graffiti on every single carriage. Did you know that happened to me today? Oh, really? On the way down here? Yeah, wow. I stuck at Freo, and it's the first time I've ever seen a freight train come past, and I was just sitting there watching cha-ching, 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 all the colours, the lines. 
Yeah. And <laughs> That's you can, so funny. And so, what did you do? Did you count how many characters they were? Did you pay attention to Oh, I was. And yes. I was looking at the labels on them and how yes. many labels repeated. So which brand of, of uh, container ship just came past? Oh, there's another one from that one. Oh, that one comes from China. That, oh, that's Hamburg Blast. That's Germany. <laughs> like, okay. I was so this focused is, on it. This is a perfect example because what you could do if you were in a state of trying to meditate and imagine that those train carriages are your thoughts and the woes of the day or the things your to-do list and imagine you just let that train pass and you see the carriages and you see the graffiti but you just don't pay attention to it and you just don't read the words that are on there and you don't count the carriages you just let it pass you see them you acknowledge them but off they go and this is something that you can actually, that state you can actually start to, um, you know, really utilize when you're in that meditative state. Um, and that's what I like to think because I find it very hard to shut off my brain. I find it very hard to reach that point of complete stillness or complete silence inside my head. But I can allow the thoughts to pass. And so just in saying that, I think that hopefully uh, a lot of women will also realize that, okay, if I don't have to shut everything off, if I can just allow it to be, then this might be an easier, you know, less insurmountable task that we can, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, start to take into our life. And for the women sitting there with the objection, this idea that you don't have time to meditate, we're speaking to you because... (laughs) the people like myself and Andrew who've in the past told ourselves we don't have time for this we're the exact ones that need this we're the ones who need to learn how to bring our mental emotional states down you know turn a notch turn the volume down on our life slow down a fraction get our hormonal chemistry you know back under control in some degree because fight or flight a type personalities running on cortisol adrenaline all day long is like your freight train that's never going to slow down. Um, so that is like the number one benefit of meditation right there. It will lower your stress. Uh, so not only lower your stress levels, um, you know, your perception of stress, but actually lower your stress hormones as well. So meditation activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest nervous system, um, which just calms your system down. So uh, the source of what Harvard researcher Dr. Herbert Benson calls the relaxation response. So while it calms your sympathetic nervous system, or that's your fight or flight response, that, and when you're in that state of fight or flight, that's when your cortisol, your adrenaline is pumping through your system, telling your body that you're supposed to be running for your life right now. So that absolute number one benefit right there helps to lower your stress and because stress is also an immune response um, it uh, or you know suppresses the immune response as well it can help to enhance your immunity as well that's phenomenal and take that one step further it's not just about the immediacy of the response there's been some studies that was looking at people who had practiced long-term yoga and meditation and those individuals had improved what they call mitochondrial energy production, consumption, and resiliency. And this study came out with the Journal of International Society of Psychoneuroendocrinology. Those are big studies, big journals that they're publishing in. And really what that had was an impact on the genetic expression. So go one step further into sort of like mitochondrial DNA and you're talking about the genetic expression of stress levels. And I think, wow, it's not just about changing your current state. It actually could be altering your genetic expression. That's 
really cool. Uh, it also increases or enhances our feel-good neurochemicals, so including serotonin. Um, low levels of serotonin are associated with depression. Uh, acetylcholine, which is crucial to your memory, your motivation, your cognition, um, and DHEA as well, which is associated with really robust health and um, longevity. And who wouldn't want more happy hormones? Yeah, and totally. And happy, healthy chemistry firing off in their brain. Um, I certainly know that I love feeling upbeat and up. up happy up tempo so i do feel that uh, anyone who's not experiencing that ability to get up in the morning feeling energized vibrant uh, happy and healthy then meditation can be a fantastic way to start to bring that uh, introspection that consciousness to the way your mind works and improve the quality in which the neurotransmitters are sending signals to your brain about whether you feel happy and well and uh, another thing that it does so our, our second point of the benefits um, is that it actually increases your emotional intelligence and what I find with uh, a lot of people and certainly with myself so more well, guys should meditate basically <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be amazing uh, I am an advocate for meditation across the board so yeah. yeah definitely what I find is that it helps to create a detachment from drama so it helps mm. you to be a, a lot more objective about scenarios. It helps you to be able to see the other side of certain situations a lot clearer. And it helps you to formulate a path or a solution a lot easier as well. It enhances your ability for creative thinking, creativity, yeah. which is part of that problem-solving capacity. So if you've got a yeah. mind block, if you're a person who is a creative, maybe you're in a creative industry, maybe you're in media marketing or something, and you're really struggling, you're hitting some walls, slow it down go into some meditation practices and it's phenomenal because it brings forth the creative centers of the brain function which allows you to open those pathways when you might have a particular block on your thought processing so giving you better access to um, you know solutions as well and regular meditators better perceive others emotions as well so there it's much easier for them to feel empathy towards others so you know understanding where they're coming from understanding their point of view that sort of thing as well um, and they're also better at harnessing their emotions to facilitate problem solving like what you mentioned and goal achievement as well um, and it's because their brains have literally been rewired to better comprehend what we call emotional language um, how incredible is that yeah i i particularly resonated with something i read that was uh talking about how meditation can prevent you from falling in the trap of multitasking too often because it's such a myth that we can multitask effectively that is we can all multitask but we can do a lot of things really poorly um, without any particular accuracy or, or high level outcomes. So multi, yeah, multitasking is a dangerous productivity myth. The cause of stress for so many people is this concept that we have to be doing a million things at once. So this changing gears all the time between one task and the next and the other is energetically exhausting for the brain. So meditation helps to restore brain harmony it helps you to focus solely on one thing and achieve single focus on a single task which allows you to fulfill that task to a higher standard yeah exactly i'm and totally guilty of multitasking 
Oh, yeah. Um, so I've got I, 10 things I on do... the top at once. And then I realised three days later that item that I should have done is still in my to-do list. Haven't returned an email because, oh, I had another email during at the same time. Screen is still open. And, oh, there's that one on the side that I forgot to reply to. How many people have read a phone? multitasking, doing something else, read a text message and never replied back to their friend. Oh yeah, and we do, whatever those 10 things that we're doing, we do them all terribly because you, you don't have that focus and that intent on that one thing. And um, <laughs> that's really interesting because brain scans have in fact shown that uh, the brain areas involved in emotional calmness and executive control all right. Oh, we all uh, like executive control. Executive control. I like that. So that, that prefrontal cortex are actually thicker and more active in meditators than in non-meditatives. So it enhances parts of the brain um, and actually stimulates them more, which means that they will more easily navigate emotionally complex situations and they're much less reactive. Incredible. How I, This is so exciting. So I'm assuming so yeah. many outcomes that we'd all love to achieve. If you have anxiety disorders... This is a no-brainer. I yeah. mean, no pun intended. <laughs> this is a, this should be a no-brainer. If you have any form of anxiety disorder, before reaching for drugs, medications, herbal remedies, uh, external solutions, you need to employ mindfulness tasks into your day. You must discover the art of meditation. There's so many simple ways to do that. So please, if you've got any mental, emotional imbalances if you're not feeling well if you heightened sense of anxiety this is something that's for you it's proven so many times there are tens of thousands of studies done that support this and it's completely under your own control absolutely how amazing is that that you can actually take back your control of this situation of those feelings of you know anxiousness or depression or, or stress or whatever it might be and know that you can actually change that and you have the power to do that very effectively as well and if you don't believe me the american journal of psychiatry had 22 patients mm -hmm. with high levels diagnosed of anxiety or panic disorder so really heightened uh, experiences for these people they put them through three months of meditation and relaxation training after three months, 20 of those patients reported significant reductions in panic anxiety and those changes were maintained on a follow-up. So Incredible. it's not immediate as well. It can be something that will sustain long-term positive outcomes for you. So there you go. If it's uh, not just for yourself, maybe someone you know is experiencing these problems, we're going to supply you with some links and some connection points to possibly do uh, something with a friend. You know, it doesn't have to be done on your own, even though meditation sounds like it could be done on your own. You can happily sit with five of you sitting around you know, a table in a room quietly in peaceful meditation because you're using a guided meditation if decided that you can all sit there and then after that have a cup of tea together like it can still be part of a ritual in a, a friendship group as well and it's certainly um you know a really good place to start like you mentioned is that guided meditation because when for beginners when you start meditating you do not have to sit you know on the floor in cross you know legged position um with your thumbs and pinkies together chanting for an hour and a half you know that is incredible but may not be appropriate for you if you're just starting to understand how to you know quieten your mind a little bit um so you know this is a really good lead into some of the different types of meditation that you could do or even some starting points and it could be as simple as two minutes a day of parasympathetic breathing 
And what I mean by the parasympathetic breathing is that that breathing technique where you're slowing down all your stress, uh, you know, responses in your body. Um, so if everyone does this with me right now, I know I've done this on the show before, hand on your chest, do it with me, Ash. Hand okay. on your chest, yep. hand on your belly. You want to breathe in and expand the belly and then expand the chest. And now when you're breathing out, you're breathing out from the chest first and then the belly. So breathing into the belly, into the chest, out from the chest, out from the belly. So For those of you trying right now, was that challenging? Yeah, it's a lot harder than what it sounds. Yeah, was that difficult? Because don't be surprised if you said, oh gosh, belly, chest are out of order here. I can't get my chest to move in sequence with my belly there. That's very common because most of us in our fight or flight state are running on high energy, high volume, and we don't breathe with diaphragmatic parasympathetic breathing in those states. We are excited i mean we probably should be doing this episode in less excited voices we should be mellow and calm and talking about meditation <laughs> what you want to sleep. and just as so happened um when i was studying in new zealand we had an incredible pathology lecturer um, his name was dr singh and uh, he was a cardiothoracic surgeon from india he was a brilliant surgeon and one thing that he would do over all his patients before they would you know cut them open and perform the surgery is they would actually all set an intention for that they would pray over them and they would meditate for the best outcome of that patient i think that is just beautiful i have never heard of that before. isn't that just sensational wow i tell you if i was on the the chopping board and someone needs to do major cardiothoracic surgery on me i would love people to set intention and meditate over my yeah incredible body wow um and he was a you know meditation master and he used to teach what we call violent celestial meditation say that again it's violent celestial by sorry vibrant not violent vibrant oh my goodness sorry let's go sorry vibrant celestial celestial meditation meditation. so bcm and it was just a type of meditation that he would teach um that involved uh, a little bit of singing or chanting and each note in the um the chant actually resonated with a different chakra in the body um and so we would do that and then we'd sit in silence for a certain amount of time and uh, i know a few of us did a meditation retreat with him um and we know that after that we never slept better. We never performed better at university. Um, we never had so much, uh, you know, brain power. It was amazing. But the funny thing is that when we would go and sit down in his pathology lectures, so pathology is the study of disease. They're pretty heavy subjects. His tonality in lectures was the same as it was when he was guiding our meditations. So so mellow and we calm. We would sit there and all of us would go into this half asleep state because he was just had that beautiful meditative tone that was impossible to stay awake or learn anything. So well, we given were, that you're fully quite chiropractor, I am assuming you passed <laughs> his course with flying colours. Yeah, we had, we had to do a lot of our own home study. Um, but it was so hard to stay awake. Um, so yes, that uh, is why we not speaking in those hushed you know reverent tones right now because we'll put you on asleep oh i love that story that's a fantastic one so yes i'm a proponent i definitely promote uh, guided meditations for me personally still even in my life i find guided meditations uh quite easy to follow along with if someone's walking you through a scene and you're visualizing and you're getting that sensory experience because there's taught you through you know the sounds and the the touch and the smell and the sensation it's actually very special to almost have the sensation if they describe the touch of soft silk running across your forearm 
you can almost get that sensation as you're meditating. I really love bringing that full sensory experience into play that for me calms me down and gets me very focused and very centered. It brings back all of those heightened sensory awareness experiences. Mm. And then about my day, I'm more in tune with some of the things such as the colors or the sounds or the smells or, or the touches and the textures and the tastes because it's very easy when you're running in overdrive to miss all the detail. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's such a good place to start, especially if you have trouble with, uh, you know, switching your mind off. If there was an event of the day that you just cannot keep, uh, you can't stop replaying in your mind, I would suggest write it down, get it out of your head so you're giving it some attention, and then do some sort of guided meditation. And, you know, the thing that you wrote down might even be a problem that you need a solution to. And after the meditation, it's much easier and clearer to have that executive control to create a solution. Yeah. Um, you can do guided meditation before you go to bed. There's all sorts of relaxation techniques, uh, especially if you're having trouble sleeping, that might be, okay, as simple as relax your big toe, now your second toe, now your third toe, until you're up to your head, and I guarantee that everybody will be asleep before they get to the hips. Um, which, if you're doing a meditation, and this is the first time you're doing it, you're having trouble finding time, which is such an issue for everybody. It's how do we find time to integrate this into our life? So the two-minute parasympathetic breathing at any time throughout the day, especially if it's a stressful situation, perfect time to slot that in, and as well when you're going to sleep. So two minutes, everyone has got two minutes throughout the day. If you've got 10 minutes, you can do it before you go to sleep. Uh, put it on um, next to you. Make sure your phone's on airplane mode or whatever and that it will turn itself off. And if you fall asleep through it, that's okay. Sometimes it's good for us to take our conscious mind out of the equation. You'll probably notice that you get more restful sleep anyway. Yeah. That brings us to another sort of thing surrounding the meditation experience. It's also about setting the scene. Mm. creating the space that allows you to bring that mindfulness uh, to the forefront and that could be using candles it could be using essential oil burners it could be dedicating a specific corner of your house it could be a particular tree in your yard which is your sacred space you're creating that you like to put a rug down on the ground underneath and find that place for yourself um, certainly it is great to create rituals and have those mm -hmm. sacred spaces where when you go into that space automatically we know this through the the whole idea of muscle motor memory training you're actually already getting your body into that space and the ingrained memories start to take over so that if that's your ritual space whenever you go near towards or into that space already you're getting some to the start of that meditative experience and you'll be able to get into that state of meditation so much faster as well which is fantastic and if you're new to this and you set up a corner of a room with some beautiful cushions or you create that sacred space for you to do that, you're going to be a lot more likely to actually want to go through that activity in the first place. Yeah, if you spend $400 on a really comfy corner chair, which is where you're going to sit, then chances are you'll feel guilty about it and not using your gorgeous new chair. So make sure you go and use it. <laughs> it gives you that, that, that guilt response. Like, oh, I really need to do that. I, I made a commitment to myself. I challenge you, if you are new to this whole space, 
um, follow me, sit in the beginners club, happily go through your guided meditations each week. It doesn't get boring or old to me. It's still the way I do things. I also love what I call meditative walking, and that is to go to an environment, a space where it's free of people, of cars, uh, of dogs, of things. Uh, for me, that is walking along the beachfront early morning. There is hardly anybody around. There might be a few fishermen on the beach, but they generally don't talk to you as you walk past. Um, there, for me as well, uh, my sport is in the ocean. So my ocean paddling is as close to any meditative state as I could ever be. So focus on what I'm doing, the feelings and the experiences happening within my body, feeling the muscle contractions, experiencing the breathing changes as exertion changes. Uh, for me, that is so meditative. It's why I've always chosen and loved ocean sports because I just have no more peaceful place on this planet I've ever experienced except when I'm out and in and on the water. And I love what you're talking about there, and that's that sense of mindfulness. So you are fully engaged in that one activity completely. And for me, that is walking on the beach with my dog because I'm so present with him at that time. Um, I get that when I'm, say, I'm rock climbing because you've really got to be focused on what you're doing. And you can't be distracted by other things. And it's also the state that I really try and be in when I'm with my patients because they absolutely deserve my complete, full, undivided attention. And nothing in the world is more important than them in that moment and for all healthcare practitioners that's called present time consciousness yeah so if you aren't practicing with absolute present time consciousness and love and you're working with people in your day-to-day include meditation in your rituals Mm -hmm. that will help bring you into that centered space with your client which facilitates greater levels of healing in the people you're working with it's no different to a parent though i find yeah, yeah, a parent exactly. who dedicates their present time conscious to their child or their newborn engages this incredible connection and can be so lost in time and space as they play with that child. So be mindful as a parent if you're fiddling around on iPhones, distracted by a phone call to friends when you've taken your child to the park, pull back from that. Start to engage and re-engage in present time conscious with your child. Become playful again and experience their joy and their love through the things they're doing because that energy is so connected when you're in those moments. That's, that's really meditative too. And you will notice that time actually slows down mm. in those spaces. All right, so we've given you so many reasons why you should meditate. But how do you get started? Where should you go for information? What are the resources? What's you know a good place to look? And we're so lucky that everything is so technologically rich right now. Um, there's so many fantastic apps. Uh, what I found was that Oprah and Deepak Chopra um, have got an incredible challenge that they do almost throughout the entire year. And it's a 21-day meditation challenge. There's always different ones. It might be a 21-day challenge for health or love or peace or, or whatever it might be. Um, so check out their website. We'll put the links up on the Facebook page about that um, so you can follow them they're free Um, you can also download the the app on your phone as well Um, each one goes for about 14 or 15 minutes uh, and it just gets you into that room of doing that daily meditative practice and I've found them to be fantastic yeah Um, there's also apps with music um, that binaural beats we discussed about how we increase and enhance our meditative experiences Um, and this is something you'll need a special type of headphones for because certain sounds will come in and out of each ear which will stimulate 
like different pathways of the brain but the idea is that it'll get you into that deep meditative state very quickly so it's called binaural beats um, lots of people love it and find it really successful it's the only type of meditation that they'll do because they get into that space so fast with that and I believe Smiling Mind is an online uh, website that also yeah. has lots of access to free free downloads for is it there's yoga on there as well meditation certainly i don't know if it's i've only ever used it for meditation okay, yeah, it is same. uh definitely one of the best places to start um i think smiling minds meditations are just great um so go and check and that ever out. changing always new things uploaded so yeah. if you think you're going to run out of meditation options you're absolutely not there's so much variety out there so hopefully from today you take on this idea that you absolutely can meditate even if you've never done it before or if you feel as though you're a meditating failure don't Quit on yourself just yet. Get back into that rhythm and routine. Make it a ritual in your life. Schedule it in like you would anything else that's really important to you into your day and start this week with introducing some meditative practices. We really look forward to finding out how you find meditation, what benefits you experience, whether it helps you with your mental emotional state, whether it actually does improve your sleep patterns, whether you find it helps improve your clarity and creative thinking. We'd love to know what your experiences are. Join us on facebook.com forward slash the wellness women and do click the like button on our page so you can join us and get these apps and uploads that we're talking about so you can see them directly uh we and certainly yeah. we would love to invite you to do a 30-day meditation challenge with us yes. so stick your name up up there and uh you know let us know what your progress is and at the end of the 30 days we would love to hear what your experiences are with it if you're already uh, doing a meditation of your own uh let us know what it is share that with the rest of our followers so they can benefit from that information as well that's what that forum is for so please get out there, share this information, click a, a link and send it off to your friends if they've never done meditation and you're trying to convince them that they should. Hopefully some of the things we've discussed today will inspire them to take another go or do it if they've never done it. Um, have an amazing week. Be mindful in a lot of things that you're doing during this week and we really look forward to changing you next week. Be incredibly well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.